So last night I started speaking to you on the subject how to walk in supernatural multiplication. And I told you that these messages I'm preaching is to lay the foundations for your fruitfulness this year. Multiplication is the manifestation of fruitfulness. Every human being is blessed to multiply. Every human being has a DNA of multiplication. You are wired to multiply. When God created Adam and Eve, he said to them, the Bible said, and if God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. But it is not everybody who sees that multiplication. Multiplication is the manifestation of fruitfulness. And this year, your fruitfulness will manifest. Let all those who said amen receive it. I said this year, your fruitfulness will manifest. Let your amen sound louder than that. So we had a nice time last night. I spoke to you the first key to multiplication is to sow your seed in the time of farming. Tonight, I want to share the second key to supernatural multiplication and that is to act on God's word. To act on God's word. To act on God's word. Turn with me right now to Luke, Luke chapter 5, the verse 1 to the verse 7. I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible. I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. Everybody say the word of God. As the people pressed to, towards him to hear the word of God. We are not a generation that presses towards the men of God who preach the word of God. We are a generation that presses towards people who tell us lies. People who lie to us. Who say things that we want to hear. But look at this. And it, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gazanerit and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. In other versions, they said, it says, and they were mending their nets. Now look at this. And he entered into one of the ships which was Simon's, and prayed that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. All Jesus did throughout his ministry was to teach people the word of God. Any pastor who does not teach you the word of God is not called by God. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. Other versions say, We have worked hard all night and have taken nothing. The NIV will say, And have caught nothing. Nevertheless, I die well. Nevertheless, I die well. I will let down the net. 
And when he had done this, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships, so that they began to sink. But this was a better sinking. When you sink into blessing, when you are blessed so much that you begin to sink into blessing, that is a better sinking. But when poverty is sinking you into troubles and sinking you into sickness, that is a demonic sinking. May blessing come upon you. May you have too much that you cannot even carry in the name of Jesus. This is a very important story in the Bible. And I know that you've heard it and heard it and heard different preachers preach from here. But tonight, God wants to speak to you and to you alone. If you were the only person here, God would still have sent me to share this word with you. Tonight, this message is not for the sister or the brother sitting beside you. This message is for you. Now say it and say, this message is for me. Say, I have a prophetic revelation from this message. Wow. I wasn't surprised when Reverend said and was speaking from you catching a revelation. But that's exactly what God sent me to come and tell you. Act on his word. Act on his word. Act on his word. And a very crucial story here. So Peter, a fisherman, had gone for fishing by night. And had worked hard all night. All night. And I've caught nothing. But why will a man choose to fish at night? Why will a man choose to fish at night? There are five reasons why some fishermen go to fish at night. Five reasons. Number one, the direction of the wind. The direction of the wind. You see, from around midnight, around 2 a.m. thereabout, the wind changes direction and it begins to blow from land to the sea. So some fishermen will choose to go to fishing at night so that their canoe are pushed, help pushed by the wind. Because some of them have to paddle their canoes for four hours to reach where the fishes are. In this particular instant, Peter waited for the wind. The wind blew him, but the wind did not blow him to where the fishes were. It blew him somewhere. Others went by night, and the wind blew them to where the fishes were, and they had fish. But for Peter, the wind blew him somewhere. Any wind that is blowing you to emptiness to a place where there is nothing you are looking for a husband this year and you have been looking for a husband but the wind blows you to married men blows you to married men and they don't marry you may that wind cease any wind any negative wind demonic wind 
blowing you out of direction i take a stand on this altar as an apostle over your life as a prophetic voice over your life as a set man in your life and i command that contrary wind to cease blowing now in the name of jesus you set out to look for success but some wind blew you into the land of failure that will stop this year any demonic wind from the pit of hell blowing you far away from your purpose let that wind cease somebody went to fishing the previous night and came and told peter the wind really helped me the wind pushed me pushed me i even moved faster i was supposed to take four hours i was there by two hours and when i got there the fishes were ready and i caught them peter said let me try the same wind blew but blew him somewhere what is blowing you have you become like a cotton in the hands of a certain wind on the path of a certain wind blowing you here and there here and there here and there here and there have you become a christian who is tossed about by any wind of doctrine i came to announce to you i came to announce to you stability is coming your way peter had a reason but he failed he had a good reason but he failed the second reason the second reason for which peter would go at night is to avoid the sun bend that the sun will not burn him you know a friend of mine went to Burkina Faso. He was going to look for, 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 for another friend of ours. And he got missing. And he said he was walking and doing this to his ears. Because his ears was burning. He was only be, before he realized that it was the sun. You see, when you go closer to a desert, that's where you see how hot the sun is. These people were on the desert. That's why the Bible says that the sun shall not strike you by noon. You know, God, God, these people during their time, the sun can burn you to death. So Peter wanted to avoid harsh work, avoid difficult job. So he went by night so that he can have good breeze. But the people fighting his success did not want him to have peace. At night, he still did not catch any fish. The third reason why anybody will fish at night is that by night, when the moonlight falls on the sea, the fish, the, 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 the skin of the fish, the scales begin to radiate light. So you can easily identify them that they are here. For him alone, when he got there, the fish did not show any light. That was why he came down empty-handed. You know how sometimes people do things, they become successful. You do the same thing, the same attitude, the same heart, the same hard working, and you, you get into trouble. Tonight, any repeated failure will not repeat itself this year. In our season of multiplication, I declare unto you 
that failure that has repeated itself will not repeat itself anymore. The fourth reason why people go to fish at night is because during the day there's so much noise. There's so much noise. So the fish move away and go far. So Peter said, I will go night. So there's no noise. They, yet Peter got there. The fishes were not there because what was happening to Peter was spiritual. When it was supposed to be quiet, some noise went ahead of Peter and drove the fish away. Sister, brother, whatever is causing going ahead of you, and scattering your opportunities let that thing from today cease to operate are you here whatever is going ahead of you and scattering what has been gathered for you i lift up my voice as a servant of the lord as a high-ranking officer of the kingdom and I make a decree over your life. Let that thing backfire. Let that thing fail in their operation. If I were you, my amen would be the loudest. Peter decided to go by night in order to avoid that noise. And yet the noise still went ahead of him. Number five, the fifth reason why fishermen fish at night go for fishing at night is because of the moonlight if i ever lived in a village when the moonlight is out people come out because the moonlight is attractive that's why people come out and sit outside and children play when they have the moonlight if there's a way in which it gives you some kind of peace if you have ever lived in the village the fishes also like like moonlight they also come up when the moonlight is out and they come up so somebody went to fishing by night and the moonlight brought the fish out and he caught the fish peter alone got there the moonlight had gone off that was why he came empty-handed i said if what people do to become successful you do the same thing and you don't become successful there is a spirit behind it may that spirit may that spirit this year in our season of multiplication may that spirit fail i said may that spirit fail the assignment against you will not work now peter comes out empty-handed and was washing his nets because you know why they wash their nets because instead of catching fish it has caught weeds and this man had waited because they have to wait for the morning wind to start blowing them from around 10 o'clock in the morning and bring them to shore or 6 a.m in the morning and bring them to shore so this man has spent the whole night caught nothing then he came up no usually they leave their net and come to the shore 
and start pulling. And the nets was heavy and was expecting fish. Only for the net to come out with weeds. His expectations were disappointed. But you know the prophetic word over your life. The expectation of the righteous shall never be cut off. Your expectation this year shall never be cut off. Your expectation this year shall never be cut off. Your expectation this year shall never be cut off. Can I hear your loudest amen? Then Peter comes up, disappointed expectation, washing his nets, planning what to go and tell his wife that honey, I didn't get anything for the house. What was Peter going to say? He couldn't get fish to sell to take money home to pay school fees. He also couldn't get fish to even go for the to give to the wife to prepare a dish for, for him. He got wheat, 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 wheat. Whoever has put wheat in your net for you to labor and catch nothing, this year, the servant of God, the set man in your life, the prophetic voice over your life, I come to tell you, I see in your net the fish you are looking for. I see in your net the multiplication of fish. Can I hear your loudest amen? Your season of emptiness is over. It is your season of multiplication. Then Peter comes out and finds a carpenter's son who borrows his net. And sometimes you see, even in the midst of your disappointment, you must be good. Sometimes you are too angry that people who have not done anything to you even angers you. Sometimes the anger you vent out on people is not actually the cause of the people. It wasn't Jesus who didn't let Peter catch the fish. So when Jesus asked Peter, can I use your boat? He didn't tell him, what do you mean? Me, I've suffered. I didn't get anything. I come to use the boat. I use my own boat. I not get anything. You want to use the boat? Peter, as a good man, gave the boat to Jesus. Sometimes when God sends your destiny helper, you must know him. Some of you, you miss the people God sends to you. There are some people that will be around me and will never discover that this man is the destiny helper God sent to me. Others will discover it and God will change their lives. Peter saw his destiny helper. He gave him the boat. Jesus preached the gospel. Now here, after Jesus preached the gospel, Jesus said to Peter, this one, it was daytime, no moonlight. The wind was against him. Going to sea by day, you confront the wind. The wind was against him. The, the noise was louder by day. The, the conditions were not conducive for bumper harvest, for bumper cash. But Jesus said, go back and cast your net. Peter said, what you are telling me doesn't make sense. But I die word. I just heard you preach the word of God. But I die word. I die word. I die word. At thy word, at thy word, I will act on your word. I will go back and act on your word. Listen, when you come to your crossroads and you don't know what to say, 
and you don't know what to do, many people will speak. Even people that you know better than will try to advise you. There are so many people who have made themselves consultants on marriages, consultants on finance, but immediately you have a problem, somebody will become a consultant for you. Let me tell you, there are four voices. There are four voices that will speak anytime you come to the crossroads. The first is your human spirit. If your human spirit is not trained to connect to the Holy Ghost, your human spirit will give you selfish ideas. Because your human spirit loves you and doesn't want you to suffer. Unless your human spirit is trained and is connected to the Holy Ghost. If you are not prayerful and you don't study the word and you are not walking in spirit, your human spirit is not sharp to hear from the Holy Ghost. Your human spirit hears from your flesh. So anytime you are at the crossroad, your human spirit will speak first. Your human spirit will tell you all manner of things. Your human spirit will give you all manner of advice. Be careful. The next is the human spirit of a concerned person. Now, a concerned person will give you an advice based on love, based on concern, but it will come from the person's human spirit. Are you here with me? And sometimes the advice will be sweet to your ears. Those are the top, please. I beg you, just, just bear with me. I want to step down. By listening to my voice, I'll come back soon. Sometimes, you see, the advice will be sweet to your ears. <laughs> Listen, in most cases, if the person advising you has a very sharp human spirit that is connected to the Holy Ghost, the advice might not be, will not make sense. Now, anything that makes sense appeals to your six senses. But, you see, the word that will solve your problem appeals to your spirit. So you see, you don't have six senses. You have seven senses. In fact, the first one is the spirit of God. You see, you see, most of us eh, never solve our problems, but we get into deeper problems because we are looking for the word that makes sense. But if our six senses could take us anywhere, God would not have given us the Holy Spirit. Not that the Bible commands every believer to walk in the spirit. I am where I am, not because of my five senses. I am where I am because my spirit is sensitive to the spirit of God. My human spirit is sensitive to the spirit of God. Why did I come to Bachuna? My human spirit was sensitive to the spirit of God. Why did the church come here? My human spirit was sensitive. Why are we moving this church? To a new location, better place. Why? My spirit is sensitive to the spirit of God. Are you here? Now, anytime, so so anytime you are confronted with this, this voice will speak to you. Your human spirit, the human spirit of a concerned person, and then the human spirit of an enemy who you don't know will come to you and offer you an advice that will put you into more trouble. Oh, your wife has done this. Tell him, do it. Because he envies your marriage and wants to spoil it. Oh, your husband has done this. Do this. Because the person envies your marriage and wants to spoil it. There are people who will advise you based on envy and jealousy. 
I'm saying that those words, they are sweeter. They encourage you because they appeal to your senses. The fourth voice you will hear is the voice of the devil. The devil will speak to you through your mind. The devil will twist words for you. The devil will, will misrepresent people's actions to you. But the fifth voice is the voice of the Spirit of God. But that voice is a still small voice. You have to be sensitive to know it. You have to be sensitive to understand it. You have to be sensitive to know it. You have to be matured to obey it. Because it will not appeal to your senses. It will appeal to your spirit. That was it. In this case, Jesus said, go, launch into the team. Peter said, it does not make sense to me. But I die word. I die word. I die word. God's word, if it is from God, it will not be sensible. If you, if you assess it and, and judge it and assess it and judge it by your human spirit, it will not be sensible to you. I've done so many things that it didn't look sensible. Many human beings. Because they judge what I did by their human spirit. But it was God talking to me. If everybody understands your action, there is something wrong with you. There is something wrong with you. You are not hearing from God. If it is him, if it is his word, if it is his word, it will not make sense. But in the long run, it will bring multiplication. This year, if you want to multiply, depend on his word. Study his word. Depend on his word. Study his word. Depend on his word. The Bible says that, and the word of God spread, and the disciples. And the number of priests that were obedient to the faith increased. Anytime God's word spread, there is an increase. If the word of God spreads in your marriage, love will increase. If the word of God spreads in your business, your finances will increase. If the word of God spreads in your spirit, you will increase your faith. But how do you judge the word? How do you judge that you are hearing the word? How do you judge that this is the word of God. Because sometimes eh, the word will come to you whilst you are studying. Sometimes the word will come whilst the man of God is preaching. Sometimes the word will come when somebody whose human spirit is sensitive to the spirit of God is advising you. So that the word will come in a dream. How do you know that this is the word? How do you know that this is coming from him? Yeah. Go on. If the word is from heaven, some few things will happen. I want to show you. Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11. Hi, my friends at the top, I'm coming. Isaiah 55, from verse 10 to 11. Hear this. Please, I'm laying foundation for your multiplication. I'm laying foundation for your multiplication. And if you pick these things and you act upon them, it's going to really bless you. It's going to really bless you. Now, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven. Immediately, it's a sentence begins as the rain and the snow. What it means is that it is going to do a comparative analysis. So, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, 
without watering the earth, keep that at the back of your mind, and making it bad and flourish so that it use seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Now, so is my word. What, what, no, what, what, you know what he's saying? He said that if the word is from heaven, it acts like the rain. It has the same effect on you like the rain. As I'm preaching, you are the earth. And the word of God, if this is from heaven, it will have the same effect on you as the rain. That's what I've said to you here. If you sit down in this church for six months and have never preached a sermon that has changed your life, leave the church. I'm not a good pastor. Are you here? If it is from heaven, it will act like the rain. And here, here is how it is now. Now, so it's my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Every sermon has a purpose. God has a desire for every, every word that a pastor preaches. If the pastor is the true pastor, if the pastor is called by God, but it's not only the pastor that must hear from heaven, you must also be the earth that the word comes. And I'm going to show you something. So look at yourself as the earth. Look at yourself as the earth. Your marriage is a seed planted on you. Your is a seed planted on you. You are on the earth. Your ministry is a seed planted on you. Your, your success is a seed planted on you. Am I teaching you something? Am I, am I, am I bringing you somewhere? Now hear this. Now hear. Here. Five things that must happen if the word is from God. Five things. If you know how to act on God's word, five things will happen if you know how to act on God's word. We are going to pray one prayer today. Lord, let this word the servant of God has preached be like a rain in my life. If these five things must happen, number one, it waters you. It waters you. Now, no dry land, no dry land bears fruit. No dry land bears fruit. No matter how effective and how strong and how alive the seed is. So the first thing, if the word is from God, it waters you. May this word I'm preaching water you today. I said, may this word water you today. The next thing is that it's burden. Now hear this. Hear this. See? You are the earth. There's so many seeds in you. Potentials in you. But do you know what will let it bad? What will let that buried, you see, that buried, that planted seed, not buried, that planted seed that God has put in you. God has, do you know what will let it bad? Do you know what will let it push? Have you ever thought about, about planting a corn and then you, 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 you cover it with earth and the earth is so heavy, so heavy and the corn is covered but then it rains and the earth, the, 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 the rain waters the earth. And this very soft, soft um, corn begins to sprout. It's so soft. How is it able to move and to push that sand, that sand of it? Something that your, your one hand can uproot it, yet push the earth and push the earth and push the earth and push it out because when water hits the earth 
seeds gets their breakthrough. Are you here? Until the word of God waters you, every potential in you will die. Your potential is buried until rains come down and water you. Once it waters you, it turns it from a buried seed into a planted seed and begins to come out of you. You can never bear any fruit if the word of God does not water you. That's why I love to study. When I leave you here, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to continue to study. I'm going to read the word, read the word, and read the word. I have read the Bible end to end over 21 times. I have read the book of Proverbs over 300 times. The more I read it, the more I hear it preached, the more I study it, I am watered. I am like a watered garden. This year, this year, if you want to multiply, your relationship with the word of God must change. Now, the next thing that happens, you begin to flourish. Suddenly, 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 things are changing for you. You look successful. You look, you look like Charlie, big guy. Suddenly, something has just happened. I said, the word of God does not make sense. So when it is, it is having an effect on you, it doesn't still make sense to others. Are you here? I know what the word has done for me. I know it. I know it. This year you want to multiply? You want to multiply? Now, do you know that if you are prayerful without the word, your prayers are not answered? Now, anybody who prays for one hour without quoting scripture, at least six scriptures, in one hour of prayer, you are praying amiss. What is your prayer based on? Prayer is quoting God's word back to him. Quoting God's word back to him. No matter how long you pray without the word of God, you are an empty barrel. Making the most noise. Look at the Lord's prayer. It was word based. Our father relationship. Who art in heaven worship. Are you here with me? Listen, if you want to flourish, you want to prosper, you want to grow, you want to expand, God's word. I go to the site for the construction every day and they mention figures. This one is looking for 100 and something thousand. This one is looking for um, 100 and another something thousand. And those around me know that I don't have that money sitting down. I just laugh. I live there and we keep moving. We keep moving. He comes, Daddy, can we open this place on Sunday? I say, we are even late. God wanted us to be there on the first Sunday of 2021. So if we start on the last Sunday of 2021, we are even late. You know why? I am loaded with God's word. So I know I will flourish. I am like the palm tree. Under every situation, every circumstance, I will flourish. Listen, anybody anywhere who preaches another gospel, other than what I'm sharing with you, stone that person. 
Who tells you you can flourish without the word of God? Who tells you you can prosper without God's word? He's preaching another gospel. He's preaching another gospel. Now, now when you begin to flourish, you know what you become. Now you become a seed supplier. You flourish. Now you let others also flourish. You become a wealth distributor. God gives seeds to the sower and bread to the eater. It is not everybody who is qualified to be a sower. Most people are bread eaters. <laughs> you see, yesterday, yesterday, someone I preached here. This is someone I preached here. Today, I was expecting people to be knocking at my door. But today, one of my sons came. I Two of my sons came. One of them came and said, Daddy, God has been telling me to sow some seed. And when I had to preach, I'm bringing it to you. Well, you see, most people are bread eaters. And a bread eater, when you are raising fans, they'll be clapping for the others. They can even go home and say, oh, the rich people didn't help. They should have come forward. Oh, the rich people, they should have come forward. Oh, the rich people, they should have come forward. These are bread eaters. Bread eater, God does not trust you with seed. does not trust you with wealth. Because he knows you will not distribute it well. You will eat it. Because you are selfish. But the seed supplier, huh? you see, God will give you seeds. Now, this year, let me tell you something. May God give you fruits that have seeds in them. So that you will multiply more and more and more. And then food. Now you begin to put food on the table for the bread eaters. So now tell somebody, this year I won't be a bread eater. I will be a seed sower. I'm going to invite Reverend Eric to lead us in this prayer. One important prayer. Let the rain of your word fall on us. Water us tonight and make us fertile for multiplication. The word of God cannot fail. Peter heard it and said, I thy word, I thy word. And as Peter obeyed the word, he had more than enough. His boat began to sink. He called the other people, can I offload some of these things for you? As he was offloading, he was getting full. As he was unloading, he was getting full. By the time they realized, the two boats had gotten too full and they were sinking. But there was a good sinking. This year, I pray for one person here. Just one person. I pray for one person here. This year, may the word of God water you and cause you to bear fruit. Stand on your feet, every one of you. Begin to speak in some tongues. Say, Lord, water me by your word. 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 Pray. Let's.